Jesus Fix It, the Good Morning Radio Podcast with Seth and Jess. You see that in the rearview mirror? <laughs> That's August. Uh, Believe it or not. Bye-bye, August. Well, we still have a couple of more days. A little bit of time. But huh? I am so ready for fall. I cannot even stand myself. And I, I know, know you can't stand I me know. either. <gasps> I didn't say that. Well, because I keep talking about all the fall things, but we will do our August wrap up. Yep. And boy, did we have. <laughs> yeah, there was some a couple things, things that happened this going month. on in August. I mean, August did not disappoint on the things to talk about. There are a lot of things we wish we didn't have to talk about for yeah. August. Um, let's just address the um, ever going, the ongoing elephant in the room, which is the vaccination and mask situation. Yeah, this is uh, with everybody going back to school uh, with the variant flying around and infections kind of spiking back up. This has become an issue all over again when we kind of thought this was going to fade away into obscurity. Oh, we but were it's not. praying so hard. Like I... If you would have told me last August in 2020 that this is where we would be August 2021, yeah, I would I have been know. like, nah, it's nah. going to be all good. It's going to it's gonna blow over by then. Yeah. I would have never thunk it. And here we are. Yeah. And all over my timeline, and I'm, I'm sure yours, mm-hmm. all over most people's social media were back and forth. Should you vaccinate? Are you going to vaccinate? Why right. haven't you gotten your vaccine? Yeah. Um, everybody's making their case. You should get your vaccine. Why you should not get your vaccine? Right. Are you wearing your mask? Why aren't you wearing your mask? Oh, and all the theories that are flying around out there the as well. The conspiracy theories. Yes. Now, this is the thing, and uh. I will say this. Regardless of where you stand with the mask situation and the vaccination situation, it is totally your choice but the conspiracy theories, I'm done with those. Like, I cannot. Well, you mean? I cannot. You don't feel magnetized? No. No. <laughs> no. I cannot. I have a uh, a member of my family who shall remain nameless mm-hmm. uh, that is a huge conspiracy theorist. And I have just taken up the, the approach of when that conversation starts to veer into that lane, I very gently, very sweetly, and out of love, just say, "I'm I'm not going to have this conversation. We're not doing this. We're not. Yeah. We're not going to do this because all this does is start a an argument. There's contention. There's bad feelings that fly back and forth, and that's unnecessary. Yeah. Um, when all of this started happening, we had the discussion because my mother in law is 83 years old, mm-hmm. and that is exactly where our main concern was. And my whole family, we we looked at it as how can we best serve others. What can we do to be kind and loving to other people, namely my mother-in-law? Mm-hmm. And it was out of concern for others that we took the approach that we did. Yeah. It wasn't so much for ourselves, right? It was being considerate and and thoughtful of other people, which if I'm not mistaken, I think there was this guy some time ago that wrote <laughs> this down in a, you know, said this and it's been written in a book somewhere, yeah. you know, kind of love your neighbor type yeah, of thing. Yeah. And so that's why we're, we've taken the approach that we have. Yeah. Well, we already, in my family, it's birthday season. We're, we're going through our birthdays. You know, we're, we're yeah. people in your family all decided to be born in, at, right at the same time. Sure, it was their decision. <laughs> it surely sure. was. Okay. So, but we've made a decision in our family since it is birthday season, and then we're coming up on the holidays right after that, that when we get together as a family, we are not talking about masks. 
Good idea. We are not talking about vaccines. Yeah. We are not talking about COVID other than make sure you're not infected before you come around anybody. Right. Exactly. But, um, we, because it's enough, we don't want yeah. COVID speak to dictate our lives. You know, right. we, we need to find a way to live through this situation. And we also, as parents, regardless of where you stand as far as your your child going to school, wearing masks in school, mm-hmm. whether you're going to get the vaccine, whether you have gotten the vaccine, no matter where you stand on the situation, mm-hmm. how you address these issues in front of your children matters. That's a your key point. Your attitude about it in front of your children matter. They're little sponges. They are. Yep. Now, if you have a bad attitude about it and you talk about that in front of your children and you send your child to school. Guess what? Guess what's going to happen? They are going to start with an attitude. Their Mm -hmm. attitude is not going to be positive. They're going to be negative. And guess how the school year is going to go? It's going to be rough. We are all entitled to our opinions. That is absolutely true. You all have... Mm -hmm. A choice to do whatever you want to do. I fully believe that. And I support that. Yes. But we all have an obligation to send our children out with um, a positive mindset, I believe. Yeah. And when we send our children out into the world, especially littles, influenced by our... I'm not saying that you shouldn't send your children out like expressing your views and Absolutely. how you not, feel about things. I'm not saying not that, bubble wrapping. Not bubble wrapping anything, but I really do think we have to be careful how we talk about these things right. and how we approach these subjects and then send our kids to school. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, when when the teacher is getting things started and opens up conversations in the classroom, all of a sudden, you've got 25, 30 little youngins mm-hmm. that all have the opinions. And the next thing you know, classroom uh, uh, management gets to be an issue because you can you can start to have a distraction in the classroom from all of this. And yeah. that's the classroom is is for education purposes. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, you explore options and you talk about what's really happening in the world, depending on their age, of course. Um but you want to do everything you can to give your child the opportunity to learn, to grow, to explore, and to develop their own opinions based on the information they receive. Mm-hmm. It's hard to do. It is. It's it's very hard not to just say, you're my little person. I'm going to instill in you all my beliefs. You right. Know? Let, me, let me give you a prime example. Yeah. Um, probably about, I guess it's been about five or six years ago now, I was teaching Sunday school. And this little boy, so cute, I can just see his face right now. He came Mm -hmm. to Sunday school, and I was telling the kids about Jesus. I forget what story I was telling them, but I was telling them all about Jesus Mm -hmm. and how Jesus loves all the little kids, loves all the little kids. And he raised his hand, and I was like, yeah. And he goes, Miss Jess, Jesus don't love me. And oh. I was like, of course he does. Jesus loves everyone. Yeah. He really loves you. Jesus ain't never done nothing for me. Jesus ain't never done nothing for my family. Uh-huh. And I'm like, uh-huh. why do you feel that way? Well, my mama said, Yeah. Jesus doesn't care about me. 
And my grandma said I needed to come to church. So she sent me to church with my grandma today. But my mama told me if I don't feel like da 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 I mean, he just wow. went on and on and on. Yeah. He, that was, I think, the second time he had ever been to church. That was probably one of the few times he'd ever heard about Jesus. Mm-hmm. But all he'd heard was his mom telling him how Jesus didn't love him how they were too far gone for Jesus. That were that was her beliefs. Mm-hmm. And he comes into into Sunday school already thinking, armored up, armored up already. Wall of defense up. I'm not. I don't want to listen to it. Already, wow. Nick. Yeah. That same thing not only happens in that situation, but any situation where. And I think he was five. Yeah. Five years old. Yeah. So that's just one example. Think of how you are talking about any subject around your children. Yep. And they don't even know. Like, they don't know. No. He's, you know, he's five years old. And I know some five-year-olds fully grasp Jesus and salvation. But mm-hmm. he may, I'm sure he didn't. No. But think of all the things your children are soaking up that they fully don't understand. But you are feeding them this information. Yeah. And they're going out into the world. Yep. I want my child to go out into the world armed with information that I have gathered, mm-hmm. but not with preconceived biases. I want her to go out and make decisions on her own based on information that she gathers on her own. Yeah. And, and man, that is just such a, that's a tightrope. That yeah. is such a tightrope to walk. So. I guess we'll end with that one, just saying, <laughs> everybody be safe and be kind. Yes, please. How about that? That sounds like a wonderful idea. Um, another situation this, that just breaks our heart is Afghanistan and Haiti. Oh, man. Um, first of all, the people in Haiti cannot are, get a break. They cannot get a break, but they are some of the most resilient people I have ever yeah. seen in my entire life. I, I, I agree with you. They're all, there's always something, mm-hmm. and they always get through it. Yep. Um, I have some Haitian friends who just talk about how, you know, we were built tough, mm-hmm. and this is just what we do. Yeah. And one of my friends, his name is Daniel, he says, you know, we were brought up to know that the next thing is coming. <laughs> wow, we that's know, an interesting option. We know the next thing is coming, yeah. so we are ready for it. Like our parents raised us to be ready that the next thing is coming. And That's it strong. depends on how you deal with it is whether you're going to make it through it or not. That is really, really strong. And we don't deal with this, the magnitude of things that they're dealing with. But but you know right. what? That attitude is pretty good to have in our own life. Yeah. There's going to be something else come along down the road. There's going to be something. But also, like, that's great to know that the next thing is coming you know, arm yourself, know how to deal with it, know that it's coming. But then also, it's it still is kind of sad to live it your is. life knowing, hey, something is going to come. I don't know when, but something is coming. And I know that's for any of us. I right. mean, that doesn't have to be Haiti. That can be Virginia. That can be North Carolina. That can right. be anywhere. But just to just to know, especially for the people of Haiti, that, hey, we're going to get hit with something. Um, weren't we, we were somewhere and we were told about, um, a story about a guy, I think it was a hurricane or an earthquake. Mm. And, um, there's this gentleman who went to this church 
And he sang in this church. He was the loudest singer in the church. Yes. He yeah. showed up to this church every Sunday, and he sang, sang, sang. And then there was this hurricane or earthquake or something that hit Haiti. And in the middle of this service that he was attending, he found out he lost nine, nine. of his siblings. Nine of his siblings. Nine. And you know what he did? He sang louder. Yeah. He praised God even louder. He worshiped harder. Yeah. And it wasn't that he was oblivious to what's going on. He knew that in the storm is when you need to worship God even more. It's hard to it's hard to take that into context because you know you read Paul talking about when we are at our weakest, God is at his strongest. Mm-hmm. And when you read that, unless you're actually experiencing it, it's hard to you can know it in your head, but it's hard to feel it and know it in your heart. This, yeah. But when you've gone through something and you're broken, I mean, you are in a puddle Slayed. pieces, mm-hmm. and there's nothing left of you. I've been there. There's been there's yeah. no physical left. You're emotionally spent. You're physically exhausted. There's nothing left, and all of a sudden, you have what it takes to keep going because God is there. Mm-hmm. It is one of the most amazing. Beautiful feelings in the world. Yeah. Um, and you don't I, I listen, man, I cannot imagine losing that many family members and then having what it takes to be stronger yet. Yeah. It, it is that's why like past I think it's Rick Warren's quote, the deepest level of worship is praising God through the pain. Yeah. That's one of my favorite quotes because it is so hard to do, but when you are at your lowest, you're at your worst, when you are in your deepest valley, but when you can still say, God, thank you, when you can still say, God, I praise you, you are taking me through the storm right yeah. now, but God, I know you are right here and I am going to praise you anyway. That is deep. When you are able to do that, yeah. oh my goodness. And then the feeling you have when you're done, when mm-hmm. you come out the other side. When, you've on the, when you're on the other it side. It is just, it almost brings you to your knees there, yeah. too. And um, Afghanistan. I, listen, I don't even know where to start there. Well, back in the day when I did political talk radio, mm-hmm. I knew where I would come out on this. I would take a stance politically and I'd start swinging. Yeah. That's not, that's not, not the story here. For, no. no. Yeah. That's not the story here. It's yeah. not about politics. It's not about procedure. It's none of that. The story... And the heart of this is there are strong Christian, Bible-believing Christians that are experiencing right now as we speak life-threatening persecution. Yeah. Not, not, not just verbal threats, but they are looking at being killed, hunted down and killed because of their faith. Yeah. That's what the story is, is that in this modern day and age that we live in, you know, we can go to the, we can order our groceries online and go have somebody put them in our car for us, and we can go get ice cream, and we have all these wonderful things in this modern day and age of internet and space travel. There are still people who are hunting down believers and killing them in the most brutal fashion. Mm. And that's where that's where our prayers are. I don't. This is really hard for me to say. 
I don't care about the politics. No. I used to. Mm-hmm. I do not care about the politics. I care about the men, the women, and the children mm-hmm. that are currently right now scared for their very existence. And I, I am praying that God's hand of protection and guidance be on them. I know that there are some who are going to come to know Jesus face to face in the next few days and I wish I could I wish I knew what to do I knew I wish I knew how to fix this whole problem I really do I wish I could say okay guys listen this is what we're going to do we're going to fix this but this is the spiritual battle that that the Bible talks about this is the confrontation between good and evil that is in our world that is beyond our understanding. And unfortunately, there are some beautiful souls that are going to be very badly hurt in this situation. And I can't explain to you why. Yeah. Why do beautiful Christian people have to die? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. All we can do is pray. All we can do is ask for God to give us guidance. Somebody out there, there's something you can do, you know, get involved with something. But pray and ask that that the Lord protect these people and get them out. Get them out of that area. Pray and oh. pray and practice your own faith. Oh, and absolutely. I'm not trying to shame anyone Mm-mm. or um, make you or let me just say, <laughs> and I talked about this on air actually. Uh, there was a time last week that I had a nerve to be lazy about picking up my Bible. Mm. I had a nerve to be uh, lazy about having quiet time. And I actually laid in bed last week and was like, do I feel like going to church today? We've all been there, Jess. I, and I totally get that. Yep. I totally get that. Yep. But there are people literally dying because they want to serve Jesus. There are people dying because they believe in Jesus. I need to get my butt out of bed and go to church. Mm-hmm. I need to read my Bible even when I don't feel like it. And I know there are days we're we're busy, we're tired. I need to quit making excuses. And I can just talk for myself. I'm only speaking for myself. Like I said, I'm not trying to shame anybody here. Right. But just looking at those people in Afghanistan on the news and just knowing what I know. Um, has really convicted my heart this week. And I know there are times that I have no excuse not to be more in the word. I have no excuse not to have my quiet time. We are blessed to be able to pick up a Bible and openly proclaim the mighty name of Jesus whenever we want to. We don't have to hide. We don't have to be afraid. We can do that anytime we want. Yeah. And I make an excuse. I'm too tired. I need to lay in bed five more minutes. That's five minutes I could have read a devotional. That's five minutes I could have gone to scripture. It's my only day off. It's my only day off. And all I'm saying is for me, for me, it makes me want to do better. Thanks for listening. If you have questions or comments, send them to podcast at spiritfm.com. This is a production of Positive Alternative Radio.
Today's podcast is made possible by the number one Amazon bestseller, Leadership Endurance by Brian Sanders. Inspiring and powerful leadership principles from the greatest leaders of all time, including Lincoln, Grant, Churchill, and FDR. Available now at briansandersauthor.com. Proceeds benefit your encouraging Spirit FM and the Positive Alternative Radio family of stations.